Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. and the Druid Podcast present Shenka. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we are now sitting outside on the lovely Gwen's patio, actually roasting marshmallows over a little mini fireplace. Which is propane. Propane. Because there is a fire ban, but we're allowed to do this. 
because this week's episode in our little four-parter mini-series, we are discussing the direction of south and the element of fire. I am Margo. And I am Meg. Gwen. And I'm Brian. Yeah, part three of our four-part elemental series, talking about fire, my personal favorite element. So you guys start off. Tell us what fire is in witchcraft. It's passion. It's, oops, and I'm on fire. (laughs) She's not literally on fire. No, my marshmallow's on fire. Okay, so actually, before we start, and Gwen felt that if we asked this during the episode, we would sound stupid. But I don't think it does. I think it's actually a really good conversation of, like, earth is tactile. And we know exactly what earth is. And air, we know what it is. While it's invisible, we still... It's a gas. It's a gas. what is fire? And... Explain your little tower of elements that you just explained to us before. Okay. So, the little tower of elements is at the top you have air. And air you cannot see. It is invisible. As we said earlier, you can only see it. You you can only see the result of air. So, it is the lightest. Then comes fire. Fire has form, but you can't make it into a shape. There's no, no way you can you know, make it solid in any way. You can't make it in any shape. Water is much more solid than air, but it still will only take the shape of whatever you put it in. And as I said earlier, ice is another story. That's, that's earth, but water will only take the shape of whatever receptacle you put it in where earth is completely. solid. <laughs> I need to have something in front of me. So I remember where I am, but uh, so earth is completely solid. Does fire have a, like you, you need oxygen, you and need food, fuel, fuel, yeah. and it, it's not considered a chemical. No. No? No. I, I no don't. Idea. It needs fuel, it needs oxygen, and it needs heat, apparently. If you don't have those three things, you don't have fire. So I learned from my survivalist husband, who used to teach things about this. So literally, I can remember cheesy movies where, like, the coal comes whipping through this whatever, and the fire is about to go out, so they have to keep filling the fire with fuel, trying to keep it because if it sucked all the heat out, the fire would go out as well. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of that. It's not a chemical reaction, but it produces fire as the result of something happening. I have no idea. That's why I did. That's why I wanted to Google this before we turn the mic (laughs) on. Well, you know, if anybody knows the answer to that, please send it to us. We're looking for a scientific answer. What is fire? What is fire? We're not here to discuss the scientific part. <laughs> Goodness. Just, yeah. So to me, earth is the grounding. It's the, it's what the structure. Wind is the inspiration, the thought. Water to me is motion and movement. Fire to me is chaos and destruction, but not oh. necessarily chaos and destruction, but also creation because it because creates. Because you need, you need chaos to get, yes. to create very right. often. Yes. Exactly. Traditionally, fire is associated with the direction of south. It is color and its color is red. And it is associated with the summer. Traditionally, the the season of summer. For me, fire isn't chaos and destruction. It's inspiration and energy. It's getting that energy going, lighting a fire under somebody. You know, that whole idea. It can be chaos and destruction. But destruction isn't always necessarily a bad thing. No, destruction isn't necessarily a bad thing at all. You know, because you can want to deconstruct bad habits. Yeah. And also healing. Healing, energy. Energy and healing. And whether it's, you know, cauterizing a wound or the spark of inspiration. Spark of 
inspiration, yes. It's not how you as a druid, I don't think, would use fire. But because I came through the esoteric sort of whatever, when I think of Alwyn, I think of, you know, that connection with the divine that's creative, that right. co-creative connection. That, to me, that comes from yeah. the fire element. Right. That passion, yeah, it, that connection to divine and and the inner true you. Yeah, in, in ADF, one of our tenets is fertility. And the fertility is inspiration. Yeah. The ability to continue on with your thought or movement beyond fire. the resources. That, fire and that is fire. Head. Fire is exact. Yeah. The fire in the head. Yeah, it's a shamanistic view fire in the head, but it's it still applies. Yeah. So fire is also uh, the element of the god. It's very masculine. Yeah. It's a masculine element, yes. And you said so. Mm-hmm. And so and we discussed this in the last episode. It's the tool is the Athame. Or Maeve. Yeah. For me. But, but, for but in tarot, it's associated with the staff or the wands. And so in my head, and a lot of people, they could use wands for, for south. Because if they're going by like the rider weight sort of system, because wood burns. Yeah. You create out of wood, all of those sorts of things. Yeah, it's very different, right? Um, yeah. For me, my husband being a blacksmith, and you're right, the whole fire sword athame. I had to run the bellows. So air <laughs> is a very is a very real <laughs> connection with me because he may have been pounding and it may have been hot. I'm the one keeping the fire going while he gets all the credit, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. I, I done was, it without me. I was just going to point out that we are currently sitting in the garden full of wood that have been shoshuban. Yes. Which is a Japanese art of burning wood to make it and stronger. And eyelashes. Apparently. Yeah, and your eyelashes. And my eyelashes. <laughs> they burnt my eyelashes off. The idea is to make the wood stronger, not yes. weaken it, which yeah. is not what you would normally think. No. Yeah. And the same idea of how forest fires will occur sometimes, I don't want to say naturally, but yes. sometimes no, forests yeah. nat- yeah. need to be... Burn down, let the the ground absorb all the nutrients from the burnt wood and regrow. Well, that's exactly what happens. The natural process is the trees dry out, lightning lightning strikes, and they restart. Yeah. Now, there is a tree that will only regrow if its seeds have been burned. One of the cones doesn't open up unless it's under extreme heat. Yes, I forget. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I can't is. tell you if it's a pine or a spruce family, but I, I do know that that's the case. It's difficult to make these sorts of comments when we're going through this climate change and people have these devastating effects from forest fires. But because we've managed the fires so well for so long, those little fires that cleaned up what was deadfall on the ground have not happened. That deadfalls accumulated and accumulated and accumulated. And so when a fire does go through, it wow. goes from zero to, yeah, so crazy. Pine, pine trees will grow something called a serotinous cone, which will only open up under extreme heat. So a pine cone will normally just plant another pine tree, but they also have another cone, which will only open up like if there's a forest fire so, all so these pines it is a pop form up. of evolution so that if the fire goes through and burns all the trees and the cones the pine there is tree still continues. a pine cone that's going to open up 
it has yeah. multiple. So it, you know, it has the, the air and the spare. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> the air and the spare. And, you know, growing up, you burned your lawn every spring. Yeah, I what? remember that. You never did. No. I mean, Prince Edward Island. <laughs> Everybody burned their lawns in spring. It got rid of all the weeds. It got rid of this. I that. personally think okay. our fathers just wanted to play just with fire. <laughs> with fire. <laughs> I'm not sure. I lived on a farm. There was still plenty of weeds after, but yeah. it was fun. And we all had these sacks, right? So they do this control burn. Right, control right. By yeah. control having, burn. By well, we used to do control burns on of garbage, it. but not our front lawn. No, the lawn. You always burn the lawn. <laughs> Every and I can re- I grew up in Manitoba and you'd be, you know, driving home from the country and they'd be burning the big fields. Yeah, yeah. I remember huge that. big controlled birds of big fields. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not burning your front lawn yeah. in spry fields. <laughs> we didn't do it once we moved into Greenwood, but when we lived in the rural areas, everyone burned their lawn. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And your mother was burn leaves anymore in the city. We, no. oh, oh, that I missed that in the fall. Everybody burning smell. leaves in the ditch. I missed that. And you know what? Our mother, my mother, would always be aggravated for week, you know, for ages after the burning because we were always black. Her <laughs> shoes were black. Our, right, our right, legs right. were black. We don't play outside. She'd like stay out of that. Go play in the driveway. No, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny because before we started recording today, you guys were saying like you should promote your your woodworking stuff. It's like in actually most of my woodworking stuff is burning wood it's yes it's a lot of social bond mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i i uh play with fire quite a lot Makes but i happy. don't i don't have to burn <laughs> off my eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually shocked how little i've burnt myself but you have just jinxed it right there probably yeah, totally i wear i wear a lot it. of protective gear i did catch my shoe on fire once <laughs> but uh, i didn't i haven't burnt myself <laughs> oh no no! I burnt like like I caught my hand on fire, like it was in a glove. Oh, but like okay. I was trying to pound out a fire, and it moved to my glove, and it was like. Bang. <laughs> well, and fire is unpredictable, and yet we all like to use it in ritual. And I have heard many stories of ritual fires gone awry, and I can think of the UU Church where, um, for some time, there was a. Like and we're having this indoor cauldron with candles and maybe burning burning papers. Like it was a you know a safe contained safe ish contained fire within the Universalist Unitarian Church space, and the fire alarms go off. And the fire more than more than once, Dave's Dave's smudging workshop with the yes yeah, the smoke detectors off ritual clothing yeah and, far. i have a mall we have a, i have always had a motto any ritual where anyone doesn't catch on fire has been a success <laughs> especially if you have your long <coughs> sleeves you're this and that oh it's terrible any ritual no one catches on fire i've been in rituals put it put it on a, as a win yeah. And then, you so know, you have those rituals where people are only smoldering. So you think, can we get through the ritual before they burst into flames <laughs> before we make a scene about it? And, and then stories come up of, yeah, my friends wouldn't even pee on me if I was on fire. And I know this for a fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you need to pee on each other, though, if you're on fire. Yeah. I, I think that's a scientific thing. <laughs> But if there's no normal water available, <laughs> then that's, we have done some pretty amazing rituals with fire and as well. With the torches. We did, there was three of us who did a ritual to Bridget with these huge torches. Soaked in 
gasoline or something. Kerosene or something. Or something for they hours. were amazing. And mm. the sound of having this big, long, and just... And, oh, it was excellent. It so, was, similar, like when we were talking about Earth, that Earth comes in a wide variety. Fire comes in a wide variety. Mm -hmm. We're using a, a gaseous fire today. But you can get fire from wood, gas, liquids, oils. Yeah. So all of those a fires. Candle. Yeah. A candle in your own personal practice in an apartment somewhere, light a candle. A light birthday a candle. candle. The yeah. smallest candle. Yeah, you can do that, yeah. Now, of course, we also, we can view different elements as having personalities. Fire, to me, is the most, I wouldn't say living, but like has the most personality to it. There's more, uh, there's always... Fire is always trying to escape its bonds and it's playful. Until and it, it wants hurts to you. be the center of attention. Exactly. The fire is the fire is the Leo, Leo. of the elements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, again, in our everyday lives, driving our cars, we couldn't drive our cars without fire. Yeah. No. And you know, cooking our food, yeah, whether right. it's electric. Or propane. Yep. But when humans learned how to make their own fire, the history of the world changed. Yeah. Now, in, in Celtic culture, we have the four fire festivals, which are my personal favorite. Um, mm -hmm. I tend to agree. Yeah. I changed my Google page. Involved May Day, um, Lamas. Samhain. And Samhain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Lunasa now. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, and some of them literally, you know, driving livestock between two fires, all those sorts of things. Yeah, and and it it in seasons. yeah, and well, the, driving them between two fires way back when was also supposed to keep them from disease. I was just thinking, would that be air of fire? Because yeah. you were you were semi smudging them through the smoke too. You were, yeah. you know, pests and stuff were supposed to come off mm -hmm. them and all of those sorts of things. So yeah, fire very important within jumping the fire at you. We've yeah. jumped mint. I've jumped fire at Beltanes. There's fire jump. There's lots. Any opportunity to jump a fire, jump lots of fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pull your robes up, past, up, up above your knees. <laughs> jump. So in the tarot, what is fire? What is represented? Wands. Wands, right, right. Wands. Okay, yes. It, yes. So, uh, and again, that's sort of passion and connection to the in the you that is connected to the divine. At least the way Gwen reads tarot, <laughs> I don't know what real people do. <laughs> no, but that that's you part are of real <laughs> real tarot transformation readers. though. Too. Transformation like through when fire. You really exactly. need to make a change. Calling on the element of fire to give you that strengths and that again the chaos that sometimes you have to create whether it's within yourself any change you make in yourself isn't going to happen without internal chaos yeah right and uh, and i really did like what you had said in a previous episode when about if you're having a hard time getting something done or you need energy or if you, it could just be your housework light a candle mm -hmm. that's a great one i'm gonna use that one yeah, that seems to. I, I was thinking lots of various forms of divination using fire, studying coals, studying the flame. Yeah, and that's where that personality yeah. comes in too, doesn't it? Because you can play a game with fire in the same way. I'm thinking, would this be air with the northern lights? You know, people would whistle at the northern lights and it would feel like they were coming towards them. And and there's often that sit around the fire at night and and make that bargain with the element 
Right. Yeah, that's that's big in Greek Roman cultures yeah. with Hephaestus and Vulcan staring into the fire. That's their form and, of divination. Yeah. And just about every single person, regardless of your religion or anything, people love staring at fires. Yes. People even people who never camped or never had a fireplace or anything, if they're at someone's and they're roasting a hot dog even, people love staring at fire because fire is mesmerizing and it, it will bring it even if you don't realize it's doing you're doing it it will you, you will form images and and whatnot in your mind yeah in your mind. it 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 leads you into that um altered state altered mm-hmm. state of it, consciousness much more easily than many other methods absolutely do. even though ours is propane yeah it, <laughs> it's, it's still it's still fire in the end it's it still, still works still the flames are still going and and we're seeing the result of when there's a bit of a wind and the flames are going in and they're dancing. Yeah. Yeah. But very, very nice. Fire is is an element that um, I personally don't have much in my chart. So I oftentimes will try to get a crystal, a stone or something associated with fire. Or I'm going to light a candle or try to keep one in my pocket when I have something to do. But lighting a candle would be nice too. And fire gazing, even just with a candle, you can get a lot of messages or even you can get messages from inside of yourself and outside of yourself. Fire gazing. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't have to have, I've said this so many times over the years, you don't have to have all these great, you don't have to have bonfire in your backyard. You can have candles. Yeah, but if you, you can have a bonfire, have a bonfire. But you know, you, you don't don't think that because you can't have a fire with the you know the the special sacred fire with seventeen types of wood in it or whatnot that you can't be just as effective. Right, there's always ways. Yeah, in the same note, though, of course, even that little fire is just as dangerous. So we obviously be careful. Yep. Do you know? How many times I have smelled burning cat fur? <laughs> because a cat comes along and if you've left your, if you have pets in the house, some people like to put the quarters, you know, the candles and mm-hmm. the quarters on the floor. Good Lord, the cat's knocking it over well, and the wax. And their, their tails, because they have long fluffy tails, it swishes over the altar or on the candle on the floor and then the cat fur is burning. I've smelled cat fur so many times. It's funny to think that we're sitting here and talking about the dangers of fire, but like the dangers of the other elements are just as Mm -hmm. catastrophic yes but often with those elements there is no survivors Mm. like if earth falls on you you're probably done (laughs) if you drown you're probably done but with fire it almost purposely leaves people it's like you're gonna tell them how dangerous i am go (laughs) tell people that's because they're a leo and they want to brag (laughs) that's a very good point they want to brag They, they they they're very excited about that now something we haven't touched on was elementals so fire would be the salamander right and i don't often work or participate in that it usually comes from another group that i might be a guest at i know that uh, local university has salamanders in the in a fall you go to mount saint vincent and you go into their chapel and there's a beautiful stained glass window with flames and a salamander in the middle of it it's and I think that comes out of the alchemical tradition, but mm-hmm. we magicians, you know, like cross all sorts of categories for sure. Yeah, so, salamander. yeah. And, and elementals aren't the element, but they are another way of connecting to that essence of the element and uh, envisioning creating a relationship, maybe. When I, um, when you think of the salamander, thinking I always makes me fire and warm. 
And as I had said in a previous episode, when I'm calling the fire, the, the direction of south, I tend not to see fire itself. I see a, just a stinking hot jungle. Oh, really? really? Really, the heat of the south and the, and just the real, real warm heat. I tend not to see fire. That's you see wet. Me. You see wet heat. You don't wet. see dry heat. <laughs> no, I don't see flames. I just so we're really, back. Really hot. We're back into the combination of the, yes. the elements, the yeah. humidity, the humidity, the really I, I, more of a the temperature hot as opposed to you're which a, is fire. You're funny. a southwest. Yeah, yeah. You're a it's southwest, funny you mention that because there's there might be a bunch of listeners that have no idea what we're talking about. Because like in the prairies, you don't get humidity. Yeah, it's yeah. dry heat, uh, and so like we we have a lot of family like that live in Alberta, and they don't get it until they come here, and they're like, "Oh my, it's like what the, is this? It's, it's like getting out of the shower and the, yeah. and the bathroom steamed up." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember living in Manitoba and flying to Florida for a school trip. Oh my! <laughs> Walking out of the airport, it was like getting slapped in the face with a warm, wet towel. And you, and you think to yourself, how do people live here like 365 <laughs> days of the year? And I'm sure they feel the same way when they're in Winnipeg yeah, in January because people in Winnipeg in January feel that way about their own home. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's what you are used to. Yeah. But yeah, the, the heat yeah. and the humidity. Well, that has been our little discussion on fire. So thank you everyone for listening and joining us. And if you have any questions or comments and certainly any suggestions of things you'd like to talk about, like us to talk about, please contact us on our Facebook page and leave us a note there. And just for everyone's information, come the 14th of October, I am going to be doing a follow-up show on the Witching Hour about uh, the elemental correspondences and ways to help yourself out with different elemental deficiencies. And you would listen to that at 88.1 FM in Halifax and ckdu.ca online. And that would be at 7 o'clock Atlantic Standard Time. Which is not a time that exists for anyone else. No, so we will just say 6 o'clock Eastern. (laughs) (laughs) Eastern Time. (laughs) Or if you're overseas, let's see, that would be 11 o'clock Greenwich Mean Time. (laughs) That's p.m. Yes. (laughs) 11 p.m. Is it four hours to England? Yes. I I think so. Greenwich Mean Time. There we are. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to say thank you to our generous and amazing Patreons. Today, we thank Rose, East Coast Witch, Karen, Mac, Highland Horde, Dave the Wave, Danny, Tania, Maria, Sarah Cora, Kay Licious, Linda Hume Leahy, Jennifer Hartman, and our newest Patreons, Juliet Gilmore and Eric Quintana. Without your generous contributions, we could not bring you such magical content. And we thank you for listening. So until next time, everybody, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening.